And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to another installment of the Wide Ride Podcast. I'm your host, Miami Hurricanes beat writer Manny Navarro of The Athletic. It is Monday, April 18th, around 1 p.m., and uh, we've got one of the newest Hurricanes on the roster around for today's episode that would be former ucla linebacker mitchell agude who is now a miami hurricane mitchell a lot of interesting stuff to get into but first of all just welcome to south florida i know you were telling me you just moved into your uh to your new place yes sir appreciate it thank you what where love out here for it's crazy (laughs) i I just came from southern cal i went out there last month Mm -hmm. with um a bunch of uh high school, top-end high school recruits, the South Florida Express 7-on-7 team. So we had a lot of the elite national kids, and they loved being out on the West Coast, USC and UCLA. They talked about how much, uh, how beautiful the weather is, how comparable it is to Miami. I know the big difference, though. It's the humidity. So first off, (laughs) yeah, I was going to ask you, how's that that breathing the air thing different from uh, back home? (laughs) I mean, everything, like, like the looks and wise, like look-wise, Everything is just like the same, but when that humidity hits, it's just different. Like I, I didn't know that in Florida over here, it's like it can rain for like thirty minutes and it'll stop raining and then it'll go back to normal. So it's yeah. like it's just it's just different for sure. But uh, I guess something to get used to. Like I haven't seen, I haven't felt that uh, summer heat uh, humidity yet. But once we get there, we'll, we'll get there. So. Yeah. You know. Well, talk to me. We we both. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a whole another podcast breaking down the spring game. But I'm sure you must have had eyes on it. You were out there, right? You were yeah, out there on the sideline watching. And, yeah, I was uh, watching it. I, th- I think I saw – I think I might have taken a picture of the back of your head. Were you talking to Jalen yeah. Phillips too? Yeah. Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. Uh, talk about that spring game and maybe that conversation with Jalen, who I wrote about a couple of years ago when he first came to Miami. And, and when we talked, he talked about wanting to, you know, really how much he loved football, how much he wanted to make his yeah. name here. I, th- I'm, yeah. I feel like it's a repeat story with you. No, that, I mean, that's what he was telling me. Like, now I was telling him, like, man, you really made the blueprint out here to come from UCLA to, to Miami and go to first round. And that's my whole goal is going first round. So, like, just really uh, just seeing what he did and with the steps he took and how he did it is really, like, um, will help me make my decision to come out here to Miami. And, uh, well, talking about the spring game, um, the spring game, like, it was just like any other practice. Like, we all had the mindset of, like showing, showing who we are, like being the best versions of ourselves. Coach Chris Ball is always talking about like the greatness of uh, being a hurricane and the mindset of winning. Like we're not here to just play games; we're here to win. And I think that's what um, that's what's go- like the culture of everyone's mindset. And every like every player is thinking like this is a spring guard. That's this is something that's for like the fans and everything. But like, we have a mindset of winning in the fall, and that's that's what we're working towards. I've known Coach Cristobal now over 25 years. I was around when he was first coaching at FIU, when he was an assistant at Miami, 
it all starts up front for him. He's got to dominate yeah. up front on, on, on the offensive yeah. and defensive yeah. lines. And, and I'm sure, you know, for him to come out and, and, and sort of handpick you, right, and, and want you to be somebody he brings in to help his cause here, that means he knows you can do, do really well here. Talk about yeah. that relationship and how Miami, you know, when they started recruiting you and, and when, you know, they really became a factor for you and why. Well, I mean, uh, always uh, when playing Oregon when he was over there uh, from UCLA, like, I always thought, like, we had a – our team, like, overall had a better team than, like, than Oregon at the time uh, when playing them. But they always knew how to, like – their culture, they they just out-cultured us uh, at Oregon. And I, and I can see why. It's just from – it starts from the top with Coach Cristobal. And I think uh, – um, uh, just watching them, like, I can always see, um, like, after making the plays, he's dapping up the players. You know, it's like, it's more of like a team, like, team bonding, team family. It's like a family dynamic that they, that uh, Coach Chris Ball, like, brings with him. So, um, just seeing that, and, um, like, I, at first I was thinking, like, okay, if I transfer, I'll go to Oregon because of uh, Coach Chris Ball. But then he went to Miami, so I was like, damn, I don't know, I don't know if, he, if I'll be able to slide all the way out to Miami like that, but. When I entered the portal, he like he was one of the first people that to uh, to FaceTime me and call me and like you know uh, to show me like his interest. And after that, I, mean, I guess like the rest of history over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oregon, Washington, Tennessee were the uh, other finalists. I know mm-hmm. you you uh, when you did the interview uh, with my boy Streeter over at Footballville, mm-hmm. you mentioned to him how Cristobal, you know, the three days that you were here, he was kind of your quote-unquote tour guide. What's yeah. it like uh, What's it like to spend three days with Mario Cristobal in a new place? I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I, I talked to these other recruits, bro. They they mm-hmm. all tell me nobody recruits them harder than Mario. Yeah, for real. That, Coach, Coach Cristobal, like, it's just a vibe to him. Like, you, you can tell, like, he, it's just the realness that he has. And, like, he's not just doing it this, like, just to do it. He's doing it because he cares and he's doing it because he knows what his end goal is. And he wants, he wants good people. Like he, he wants uh, players that he can actually connect with. So then it's like, it's all, it's like an actual family. He doesn't want just players like to be robots, you know? So I think that situation where he's recruiting people, he's like, it's an interview for both of us. Like he's interviewing me and I'm interviewing him. So I think that's, uh, I think that's why Coach Chris is so like into like his recruiting because he wants he wants the best guys player-wise and, like, uh, characteristic wise. Yeah. And and the players, they all say it's genuine. Like, the conversations, yeah, sure. it's not just football. It's life. It's a lot of yeah. different things. Uh, yeah. and, 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 it, and it's a gift. And that's why Miami fans are so excited because they know that this guy is one of those special coaches in college football that, hey, yeah. if he really wants you, A, he's going to know who's good, and B, he's going to know how to get you here. And, and obviously, yeah. it, you know, he was able to sway you pretty good uh, yeah. to, to come here. Um, I'm curious – uh, let's talk about the depth chart a little bit. I mean, obviously, yeah. you, you know, you, you've started in the past. You, you're a guy who's yeah. who's coming in here probably to start right away as one of the edge rushers. Jafari yeah. Harvey didn't play in the spring game. Um, yeah. I, I would assume he'd probably be another one of those starters, probably yeah, opposite sure. you. Um, what yeah. do you what do you think of the defensive line and the players and, and what you guys can do as a group? I think once we're, everyone's back healthy, like it's going to be disgusting. Like, like everyone has that mindset of like getting better. Like no one is, no one is like, um, no one's soft. I think everyone has has a mindset like uh, of that gritty mindset. And I think with um, me and Harvey, you know, to just slide uh, on opposite sides of each other. Like I really want to be able to, because uh, we we both play that jack position. But the way that they're talking is like 
being able to be like left and right type thing. So we can just like if you like you like one side and I like one side, then you know I'll stay on that side and I'm gonna, gonna beat up this tackle and he's gonna be the better tackle. And it's like really um we're all I think Coach Wright and Coach Taylor are, are just um are pushing uh the mindset of effort like and I think from depth wise uh Jafari he's one of the guys that really has like a motor to him and I think I have a I have a really big motor to to myself too so like you know to just um say next play and then give uh give all that effort and then go to the next play and give the effort the same effort just being consistent of of having a motor to you and I think that's that's what's going to make us be an elite uh defensive line you mentioned uh, Jason Taylor and, and Coach Wright, and, and I know in your, in your previous interview, you talked about, you know, wanting to be a Hall of Famer in the future, have that generational wealth, take care of your family. Obviously, a big attraction had to have been coming to work with a guy like Jason Taylor, like a guy like uh, Coach Wright, who was in the NFL, was a very good player at Texas himself. Yeah. Um, during your visit, what, what were they sort of stressing to you um, about how they could use you, A, and then B, just, you know, what – what made you just feel like, man, this, these are the guys for me? Well, for me to – for them to, like, use me-wise, is like being that boundary deep at the end. And, like, uh, at UCLA, I wasn't able to show all my, uh, my capabilities just because I was playing, like, a um, – kind of like a three-take type end. Like, I was more of in the four-eye than I was actually in the boundary. So, I was like that field edge. Um, so, they were just letting me know that I'll be able to play uh, – in that boundary, uh, sitting the edge, being a nine technique, uh, you know, just being being uh, way more versatile than I than I was in UCLA. So like that's something I, I really want to uh, be able to do is just show everything I can do. And um, just with Coach Taylor and Coach Wright, I, it's like whenever Coach Taylor tells me to do something, like, this man this man has a has a gold jacket. So like I'm gonna do it. <laughs> any any type of tip. Any type of tip or anything like that. You and Ed Reed over there too. Like he's giving me tips. Like uh, if you see me over there doing jump jacks, that's from Ed Reed because he, he told me he's like you can do anything. Like it's like small things like jumping jacks. Uh, 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 what's called on your on your free time is gonna keep you like uh, like active. You like and that's that's something I did. I was like, all right, coach. If Ed Reed telling tell me to do something, I'm gonna do it. So because like those those people are people that have done it and have done it with uh, like the highest level. So uh, I think just taking taking their um, their golden nuggets and just just putting on my backpack and just keep on going. And day after day, I'm just trying to get better. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, you know, they're not always perfect. I don't know that they get all the stats right, but they had you down for 38 quarterback pressures last season. I know you said your best game was against UCLA, and I can understand. I think you season high, tied for season high with seven pressures in that game, plus two sacks. Uh, so you showed out against the best competition. The ACC is kind you, of you interesting. Said, you said UCLA, you mean uh, LSU? LSU, my bad. Yeah, my fault. G- glad you caught that correction because my listeners would have brought it up. They would have made fun of me for <laughs> that wrong. So thank you for that. But uh, you, you said the LSU game was your best one. And, and like I said, seven pressures, two sacks. Um, when you look at the ACC, I don't know if you've already started studying opposition yet, if, they, if, if you're doing that. But, um, you know, it's a conference that was run by Clemson for a long time, has some really good quarterbacks uh, still. Tyler Van Dyke, one of them on your side. But um, have you started breaking down the ACC and the offensive linemen? And, and what do you what are some of the goals for you this coming season? Well, definitely, um, I got to have the 10 plus sack, uh, sack season for sure. And 10 plus TFLs for sure. Uh, what's called my boy uh, Swally. He's, he's uh, cutting up. He's making some cut ups for the top uh, tackles out here. So just so I can have like, a, you know, just an advantage of seeing like the, the tendencies and everything. Because I, with the position I'm gonna be able to play, I'm gonna have a lot of more uh, versatility in my in my game, so I can, you know, get a, be in my toolbox. So I think just knowing the type of sets that tackles uh, use or uh, whatever they like to uh, like put their hands lower, high, you know, those sets or if they're vertical or if they like to jump people. I think just having that, just knowing that, and having Coach Taylor and Coach Wright just being able to. Uh, just work on me. I think it's, it's going to uh, propel me to have like one of the best seasons that I had in uh, college. Yeah, ten plus sacks is is a is a great number to shoot for. Um, and and your boy Jalen, he put up some huge numbers here himself. Is there a little side bet between the two of you? Maybe you break his. There's mark no side or... bet, but he, <laughs> he wants the best for me though. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm make sure I'll make sure I do that. Yeah. Did you guys have much of a relationship at all when he was at UCLA? Or did you guys not know each other? How did how did that? No, I could see. I really got to UCLA because he left. That's a crazy thing because uh, I was in junior college and then he went, he came over to Miami. And then, uh, then when, uh, when he left, I got a, I got an email from UCLA saying uh, that they're looking for an edge. And I think that was that process, but uh, he's really close with Osa uh, Adikazua and mm-hmm. um, him and him and Osa are like best friends. And Osa is my boy from UCLA because he stayed, he stayed at UCLA. So I think um, me and him, just that connection, like it was like kind of like a network type thing. And, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, chopped it up from there. He was he was so monster sized, such a physical dominant presence here at Miami. Right off the bat, we we noticed his body. We we're just like, man, this guy. You are six four, two fifty. That's nothing to sniff yeah. at either, man. I mean, you are a big guy yourself. Um, yeah. You know how much this game is about numbers, right? Yeah. You know, the combine and all that kind of. What are some of your weight room numbers, your speed numbers, anything you can share with us to, to give us sort of a taste of where you're at physically and prepared for this coming season? 
Well, like, and like, what and what aspect? Like numbers. Well, well, you know, um, th- you know, bench press or, or, or 40 times or, you know, uh, the three cone, anything that you've done, mm-hmm. you know, or, or things that you're doing now as you're training and getting your body ready for the season that, you know, you you can share with us. I, I know, you know, well, you guys don't get tested all the time, but just yeah. curious, maybe the last couple of times you were tested. Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't really tested like that, mm-hmm. but um, I could say. For sure, in my forty time, like I gotta have, I gotta make sure it's like a four five. For mm-hmm. sure, I, I believe that I can run four five if if I really train well. Four four, but four five is the safe, the safety net. Of what I what I'm trying to do um, for a bench, I guess um, if I can get to at least at least 20, 25, 25 uh, reps. Uh, bench press, yeah, for reps mm-hmm. for the two twenty five. So that would, that would, I think that's pretty solid. And um, I'm always good. I've always been good at broad jump because I used to triple jump and everything. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you, like, it's all speculation right now. But yeah, I, I know. I know when it's when I when it's when it's when the day comes and I'm trained for it, I'll be ready. Yeah. And, and Jalen put up some ridiculous numbers too himself. I remember that that pro day that he had here. Um, yeah. Uh, I, we're going to get to the past in a second, but tell us about Caleb Johnson because he is a huge target for Miami and all of this. And I talked to him last week uh, over the weekend, actually, right after the spring game. And I think Miami's in a real good position. Not going to give anything yeah. away, but it looks like they're in a real good position. And it seems like it's inevitable he might come here, play middle linebacker. But you guys were roommates. Tell us about that relationship, that friendship, and what kind of player he is. Um, okay, well, I guess the friendship relationship um, – we're both JUCO guys, so he played at what's called Fullerton College, and I played at RCC College, which is a big uh, junior college uh, in California. And we actually played in, uh, against each other uh, in the state championship. But, I mean, he's going to tell you that he blew us out, but like, <laughs> the situation was a little different in our team because a lot of people got loose. Like, a lot of people had problems at that game. But um, coming in at UCLA, um, him being my roommate, because, you know, we were JUCO guys, you know, we, were, we had that uh, mentality of, like, it doesn't matter what's in our um, in our way, we're gonna get it done type thing. So I think just uh, just knowing where he's what he's uh, been through and what I've been through, um, it's like we both have the mindset. It's like you know, I'm I'm, I'm not stopping. Uh, I'm never gonna quit type thing. Like like he's a dog, I'm a dog type shit. Uh, I think um, uh, to to explain Caleb, he's a guy that's like you wouldn't think he's fast, but he's one of the fastest guys. He's one of the fastest guys on the team. For mm-hmm. sure, um, I uh, he's he's like the sideline to sideline type guy. He's a hard hitter, um, and like he's the type of guy that you don't need a you don't need to turn him up to like perform type thing. You know, like he doesn't need he doesn't need someone to bark at him to perform. He, just, he knows he knows what he's what he's doing it for. So yeah. I think that's what that's why I respect Caleb, and I think um, he. If he doesn't come to Miami, I'm gonna fade him. So put that on YouTube right now. Like, I don't have his hands. He doesn't pull up. Like, <laughs> I think I he's got. Be- go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I need him behind me so we can, you know, we can really, really show the ATC what's up. Yeah. He, uh, I think he's got one trip to Texas this week. Yeah. Uh, although I don't know how much of it is just, you know, maybe, maybe just going out to Texas because he, he wants to see what it's like. But I think, I don't know. It feels, feels pretty good that he's going to end up here. Uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see if maybe by the end of the week we have an, an official announcement or something like that. But, yeah, uh, sure. but 
Hey, you know, we're going to, again, I keep teasing this story because it's so good. I mean, what you were, like you mentioned what you overcame in your life, but I want to talk about NIL because that is a big part of all this, right? I mean, uh, Mr. Ruiz, John Ruiz, who I wrote about last month, um, and and he's got over 45, 50 guys on NIL deals uh, just on the football team. That doesn't even include Mm -hmm. like basketball and baseball. And he's so invested into trying to get Miami right. Um, well, talk about meeting him and then the NIL deal you got with Cadillac, because I saw you standing in front of a beautiful Cadillac. And I'm trying to see how we get sports writers in on these Cadillac deals, man. I'm going to I got to talk to Mr. Ruiz. How do we get a sport a sports yeah. writer? I don't, I don't care what. I just need something. I'm driving like a yeah. 2005 <laughs> Ford Expedition, man. I got to get something out of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mr. Ruiz, you know, he's just meeting him. Like, you can just tell, like, he cares about, like, Miami. Like, he's, he's such a, like... Um, like a like pure alumni because he doesn't need to be doing this like he's i feel like he's just so like wealthy and right now like he just and it's just coming from his heart that he's like taking care of everyone and uh i think this uh um i mean really really i wasn't i wasn't even expecting me uh to get a car but i think through uh my mom like just talking to talking to him and like we just had a meeting and just going to his house and I just, like his house is ridiculous. First of all, his house is like a resort. Like, uh, and I and I just like just him, just me and him talking to each other, and uh, just he just really just asked me what I need, I think, and and I got sent to the dealership, and then I just I said I like this car, and then he took care of it, I think. And uh, but I think just I think the, the reason why he uh, was just so. Like he's just so like ready to give. It's just because like first of all he wants to, he wants good people here. He wants characters. He wants people to have a good characters uh, characteristics and uh, and just you guys are ready to play football or ready to like help the team. Like and I think that I, I'm ready to you know give my all to my Hurricanes. I'm ready to make sure that uh, when I leave this place they're gonna remember my name. I think so. Yeah. I think that. Um, uh, with his with NIL, it's gonna it's gonna for sure allow a lot of people to you know be more financially free, allow people to actually uh, see Miami for what it is and like be able to um, recruits for the, for recruits to be able to like know that if they come to Miami that they're gonna have someone behind uh, behind them that's gonna uh, want to take care of them, and I think that's a really good thing for a school to have. Yeah. And and uh, I know from from going down to his office and seeing the kids film a commercial. I was there when Tyler Van Dyke and uh, Jalen Rivers and all these guys were there filming this like security uh, commercial. Yeah. They're protecting Tyler. Uh, he's yeah. going to put you to work. Right. I mean, there are there yeah, are yeah, requirements. Yeah. What do you what yeah, is exactly. it he's having you do? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I just uh, the other week uh, I had to do a commercial too. they were putting makeup on my face and everything. Like I've never done that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but they uh, yeah, they, it's like real. Like we must actually make sure that we're ready for like the real world, like business, like taking care of business mm-hmm. that thing. So it's not like we're just getting handed out, uh, handed out uh, like money or stuff like that. It's like it's it's real work. It's like uh, we're advertising uh, his and I is uh, it's called Life Wallet, mm-hmm. and then uh, also some people are doing his cigarette uh, racing boats, like commercials mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think it's just. It's like real, uh, it's, it's just, it's the real world in the college a- atmosphere that it's like showing people that like after the football or after whatever, every, whatever sport you're doing, like if you're in business, you got to get some, you got to get things done. And then there's no like, uh, like slack or something. 
Yeah. And, and what are your requirements? What is it besides the commercial? Uh, is it, is it just with life wallet? Is it also with cigarette? Uh, I know he has several guys with multiple deals. So who, who are you, uh, who are your deals with? Well, mine's, with mine's with life wallet and, okay. um, yeah, mine's with life wallet. And I just got to, it's just really like the commercials and stuff like that mm-hmm. and just promotions. Like I'm just yeah. doing a lot of promotion. And stuff. Yeah. And the car and I'm sure a little bit of money too. Right. So that you can, uh, enjoy South Florida a little bit. For sure. <laughs> um, so listen, I've been teasing this story because I find it remarkable. Whenever Tom Rinaldi does a story on somebody, you know that it's something special. And uh, I'm sure people have already heard this about you. But for, the, for my listeners who, who maybe haven't, um, you were diagnosed with a total brain injury at age nine. Uh, you had a terrible skateboarding accident, left you in a coma for three days. Doctors told your parents you're going to be a vegetable and might not live on your own. Then miraculously, by the grace of God, as your mom said, uh, you woke up and you were fine. How, I guess, take me back to that time. What do you, do you even remember skateboarding? Do you remember the, how, you know, going out skateboarding or how, what do you remember? Yeah, the crazy thing is, yeah, the crazy thing is, I just remember getting out the car to go to the skate park. And then, and the next thing I remember is going back home from the hospital. That's that's all I remember. I don't remember, like, uh, going down the, uh, the ramp or anything like that. I just remember getting out the car and heading to the uh, skate park. And then I guess I was just with my family driving back home from the hospital. Wow. And how long was yeah. that gap between? It was uh, weeks, months. I mean, you, I know you were in the coma for no. three days, but how long were you in the hospital? For another day. And then I was able to go home, I guess. Like it was like that. It was that crazy where it was like, this guy's fine. <laughs> he can go home. Type thing. So it was this real life miracle that, you know, I was able to, you know, just, I think it was just through faith and just through prayers, and uh, it's just I'm, I'm just glad, just glad to be alive today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How did it change you as a person? Because I got to imagine, you know, people who, who who come across something like that. I don't know how you were before that. You were only nine years old. Yeah. I mean, you were so exactly. young, but just yeah. curious, like, how do you think it shaped you? What happened? Yeah. I mean, right when it happened, it didn't change. It didn't change much because I was nine years old. And I didn't, I didn't realize the severity of what like actually happened. But as, as I got older and I realized, I uh, really actually realized that I, uh, the opportunity I have in my life and just like actually to, to, just for me to be able to live in my life and actually be alive today. Um, I think that that really changed my whole mindset. Like my faith is like fortified, like nothing can strike my, like strike my faith. Like I know, I know that God is taking care of us and taking care of everyone. And um, I think just coming, like coming from Nigeria and everything like that, uh, just seeing 
going going back with my mom with her medical missions, seeing uh, like the opportunities that uh, my cousins and them have compared to my my opportunities here. I think that like that really struck me. Uh, uh, just gave me gave me some like gave me a reason to like to to fight. Like there's nothing that I'm not gonna do to, if I if I have an opportunity, I'm gonna go and get it. Type thing. So um, I'm never gonna quit on anything. I'm never gonna stop. Like that's my mindset because I know that there's people back home that that need my help too. So like how my mom is taking care of them, I'm trying to do the same thing. And I know and I have a big opportunity in front of me that I can't waste. Yeah. How hard was it to convince her to let you play again? Because I think I think doctors recommended three years, right? Without any, yeah. any sort of contact sports. Was she fighting that yeah. hard when you were young? Definitely. Definitely. Before um, she was really uh, I was like sneaking out to play to play football or play uh, sports with my uh, my classmates or my neighbors. So like like every other week she would find me at the park, like <laughs> Like yelling at me from across the park and telling me to get out, like it was really embarrassing at the time. But I mean, I understood. Like now, I understand. Like, like she was, she was just scared of like you know just losing me again type thing. So I think it was it must have been really hard for her to you know to accept that at first. But you know, uh, like you can only you can only keep a person like Cajun for a little uh, for a certain amount of time until like they need to grow up. And I think um, like just knowing that like. After the years went by, I think knowing that like nothing is wrong with me, and I'm able to actually do like uh, you know live like a normal life. I think she just she decided like I'm okay with me uh, with me uh, playing playing sports and stuff. Yeah, and and so it was a year afterward that you were able to kind of sign up and start playing football. How long did it take before you actually? No, nah, it was like, a helmet. Since I was nine, so probably like four years. And I was actually able to actually play football. So you were, but, you're about um, 13 years old the first time. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. But um, I was I was playing sports like like outside of like you know, <laughs> yeah. like the real real sports something or real. Uh, yeah. Have you? When was the last time you went back on a mission to Nigeria um, with your mom? Or has it been a while? Yeah, the last time was 2019. When I was okay. Pre pre COVID. Yeah, pre COVID. Yeah. And your mom and your dad. Yeah, you want to go. I was gonna say your mom and your dad. You know, you mentioned the missions. What did what did they do for living? You know, and you mentioned coming here from Nigeria. How how old were you when when you came and all that? Well, I mean, I I was born here. My family was was uh, was born in Nigeria, and they came they came here. My dad came here when he was like 18 18 years old, Mm -hmm. and then uh, went to like Virginia. Uh, did his master's, got his master's, and then went back, got his got my mom, and then raised us, raised us over here. So, um, but like the medical mission, or uh, if you want to know about my parents, my mom's yeah. a nurse, and then my uh, dad's an engineer. So, wow. yeah, they're just they're, they're they're really good role models for our family. And, just, and what did you? Uh, UCLA is a great school. What did you end up graduating with? Uh, I graduated in uh, African American studies, mm-hmm. and um, so now they came over here. Are you saying like GPA wise, or no, no, no? Yeah, what you studied? Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah, you yeah. had good grades. Yeah, I <laughs> you go grades. to UCLA, you got to have good yeah. grades. Yeah, I got to. Yeah, so you yeah. graduated African American studies, and then what do you want to do here at Miami? You got a year essentially. Yeah, right? so I'm trying to do the education uh, in sports administration. Okay, and I think that's just gonna help me like uh, later on, like when football's over i kind of want to still be in sports still want to be in uh still want to be like involved with uh, athletics and everything mm-hmm. so i think after 
after that, like he's gonna help me uh, get into this uh, this world of administration. Yeah. Well, I listen. Uh, everything you've you've learned and overcome, and, and what we can expect from you this coming year on the field and, and off the field, I think you're well set up for success, man. And uh, I, I welcome you to Miami. I, I'm, I know our fans are excited to have you. Uh, they want sure. they want some sacks, and you promised them ten already. So no, we're at least get ten. We're gonna get them. No, we're gonna get them. Sure. <laughs> Ain't no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Well, Mitchell, I appreciate it, man. Um, you you were a great guest. It was good to have you on. Get the get the Canes family to get to know you. Anything? What number are you wearing? Have they set that up for you yet? And and what? Uh, what they haven't what? set it up, but I'm I'm trying to get forty five. Trying to keep it keep, keep it the same. Yeah. Okay, forty five. I'm trying to think back to some former Canes who have won forty five here before. Some of the great linebackers. Um, when you when you were there Saturday, any of those guys come up to you? Former Canes, they talk to you. Uh, guys, you know, did you meet anybody or, or talk to someone you um, haven't met yet? Really, just talked to Jalen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really who I was talking to the whole time. Okay. So, All right. So. Well, I got a great photo of the back of your head, but I could use some good ones. You could you can send me for my story when I write that. You got to call my name, bro. I'll turn around to the U.S. <laughs> All right, Mitchell. Listen, brother, appreciate it. Best of luck to you, man, uh, at the U this season. Definitely. Appreciate you.